Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and goodness, we have been trying to record this podcast for 20 minutes now, me and Allie have, um, and so we finally are doing it, which is, praise the Lord, awesome, and Hopefully, if everything works out, um, you have the option to see our faces um, because I've had a lot of requests um, that people want video format um, and options for the podcast. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, you can also have the option to go out on YouTube. If you do, it'll be in the link in the show notes. If you don't, it just won't be there. Um, But anyways, (laughs) trying to navigate a lot of technological issues, but it's okay. And so here we are, and I'm so excited. Welcome back. This is Allie's second time on the podcast. How are you doing? Like, what's been going on? How are you? What's going up with you? I'm good. We um are in the throes of wedding planning. I just got a whole like flower board from my florist yesterday. So I've been looking at that. It's been very fun. That is so exciting. I, if y'all didn't know, Allie's engaged and I'm a bridesmaid at her wedding, which is just Shout out. <laughs> so exciting. Um, my mom, my mom sent you a picture of we got like so yes. random this Dallas-based wedding magazine but like social light like really fancy dallas weddings and there's one in tree for my mom said ally and literally looking at all of those i'm like wow this gets me so excited about y'all's weddings too but also those yeah the some of the weddings in that are like in italy and france which are like crazy wild but i'm excited for yours because the colors of your wedding are like what my pinterest board wedding looks like Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's perfect then. I don't know I if like, I ever told you that, but here you here I we don't are. know if you have. Look at that. I love that though. We're like I this. Me but you. like we are. We literally are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> One thing to know about me and Allie is we kind of have the same taste, I would say. I would say so too. And I'm honored to say that we shared some taste. <laughs> I'm honored that you would think that about me. <laughs> any other wedding secrets that you can unveil or are you going to be like tight-lipped you don't want to tell the internet I don't know oh no I'm I'm down I we're trying to figure out like all of this so essentially my florist also like builds rental pieces that you can use in your wedding so like stage facades the back of like where the band is she's building us some like fake walls to hide some um doorways that we don't want people to see and so it's just like so crazy so that was like literally she gave me this like hold on I have it right here like <laughs> like this thick stack of like option oh, wow. things so it's very exciting but it's a little like crazy because I did not even realize that like people did this so got lots of decisions to make this weekend <laughs> Ooh, exciting I'm excited to see I think that's what like thrills me most about a wedding is like you just get to go crazy with flowers like what other time in life do you just get to go crazy no literally it's great and it's I love how like detail oriented a wedding is because it sounds like like after you hear like all these people are getting married all these people are engaged like it makes it feel like oh I'm just gonna go to the same thing every time but it's so not true like everybody's things are so different it's so cool oh I'm so excited and I I'm know, just so excited fun that you're on here again I think I've told you this before and just for everyone listening your episode you did your first episode you did on the podcast about body image is like 
one of my most listened to episodes has received the best feedback. So if you all haven't listened to that, I don't remember. It's one of my earlier episodes and Ali talks about body image, um, just using your body as a temple for the Lord. And it is a credible episode. Um, if any of y'all were at women's conference and you're listening to this, it's very similar to what she spoke on there. Um, and just so good. And the Lord totally speaks through her. So I'm really excited for this episode. Me too. I'm so excited. Cause that was like one of the coolest things to be able to be on your podcast for the first time. Like it doesn't feel like something that you really get to say that like just happens every day. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to go be on a podcast. No big deal. So it was such a cool experience. So I'm very, this is actually technically my third time on your podcast. Cause I talked about what was it? Sororities this summer. Yes. We were- how did I forget about that? That's horrible. That I forgot. About well, that. no, but I wasn't the only one. I think I only spoke for like 10 minutes too. And I don't remember a thing I said. So. Well, still, that's also like one of my most listened to episodes too. So let's hope for this one, you know? Keep it going. <laughs> um, I think it's probably the content of that one, but I think the content of this one's going to be really good. Um, To those listening, this is kind of a new direction I want to take my podcast. Still going to keep up with Authentic and the same episodes of people sharing their story and how their weaknesses um, have ended up leading them to glorify the Lord. Um, also, I just thought of this. Everyone ignore my background. We tried so many different places in the house. I'm sorry, there's literally a rodeo clown bobblehead. This is Authentic. This is me. <laughs> I just thought of that. But anyway, so the direction of my podcast, um, something that I've really become passionate about within the fa- past year is just how work is holy and good and like this idea that like we work before the fall and we will work in heaven and work is designed to be worship um and i think there's just not a lot of outlets or resources for people who work to really understand like how to be a christian in that environment how to evangelize in that environment and just like how to actually enjoy it and not hate it um and i know a lot of my listeners work some type of job whether they're a hostess at a restaurant do retail um and then a lot of people my age are beginning to um which is the majority of the demographic of this like join the workforce graduating you know working that nine to five and so i've just become really passionate within this last year or so of just about like um corporate christians and um i'll do another i'm thinking about doing a solo little 10 minute episode to really explain the mission and the heart behind it so people have a better idea but essentially this is the first episode in the corporate christian series ah so fun i love I'm it so excited um which i know people might be like okay ali hasn't even been working for a year kind of random choice <laughs> but i the conversations that you and i ali have had I literally wish I could like hit record while we were talking or like, what's the word? Like the phrase bottle it up and like give it to people. Yes. Like <laughs> I literally am like this stuff, the conversations we have have been so Holy Spirit driven and fruitful and like helpful. And so um, I think it just only makes sense for you to be on the first episode of it. Um, and so I'm so excited. Thanks, Lolo. I'm so excited to be here. So it's great. Um, well, and so a lot of people might already know who you are who are listening or may have listened to your past two episodes, which hello. <laughs> um, but can you just give a little recap about like where you are in life, where you work? Um, and obviously everyone knows Allie loves Jesus. Um, and if you want to hear a testimony, um, it's in her episode as well. If that's something you want to go back in. So that is a very important thing. Um, but just kind of recap like who you are, just for a reminder, and also just like what your work situation looks like. Yeah. Well, it is kind of funny because in preparation for my women's conference talk, I actually went back and listened to our podcast episode because I was like, what did I already talk on? Like, I wanted to hear it again. And it's crazy to think of how that was maybe a year and a half ago and how different life has become, um, all for great purposes. And I'm very happy where I am, but it is crazy, like how different life can look in just, you know, 12 months or so. Um, but 
So yeah, I'm Allie. Um, I graduated from LSU back in May and I started working full-time last July. So I'm right at like eight, nine months of working now. So not super long, but I have a very, very fun job of doing marketing at a private school in Shreveport. And so I actually went to the school growing up. Um, I went there from kindergarten through eighth grade, and I loved the school as a student. I love the school as an alumni. And so when this opportunity came up to do marketing for them, it was such a cool opportunity, um, even though I didn't really know what it was going to look like. And so I just kind of dove into it, you know, graduated in May. I took about a month and a half of a summer break, and then I started in July. Um, it's a very fun job. A lot of people, when I tell them what I do, they seem confused because it is, it's a little interesting. They're like, what do you mean you market a school? Um, <laughs> it just doesn't really sound like anything that needs to be marketed. But so my job like more or less consists of um, photography and social media, our website, our app, and then all of our event planning, and then just like our daily, weekly communications. So a lot of my job is literally taking photos of the precious little babies and um, mm -hmm. sending those photos to their parents and putting it on our social media. And so it's so fun. Um, there's a lot of joy in my job and I'm really grateful. It's um, my first big girl job and I still teach Pure Bar um, from my last episode with y'all. So I still do that. And I also do freelance marketing um, or social media marketing. So we're doing it all people. <laughs> Yes, you are booked and busy, but you right. speak with it with such joy, um, which is so sweet. You're not like, well, I have to do this, and then I also do this, and then I wake up to do this. You have like such a good attitude about it, which is something I really admire about you. And I know also because you really do like it, but it is cool to know someone who's working ahead of you and they're not like, yeah, well, life sucks. You should stay in college. Like you're like, no, like life is different, but I'm I'm really enjoying it, which is really encouraging to me. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. I always think about what that one lady said um, when we were at the Ben Rector concert of like how, yes, college is incredible, but the rest of your life is incredible too. And it's beautiful and it's fun. And like, don't get stuck in the mindset that just college can be fun because the rest of life is still so fun and so joyful. So, And I think a lot of people, me included, even though I am graduated, I feel like I'm not fully in the grad mindset, right. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, me included, really needed to hear that, honestly. Um, Absolutely. And so obviously you work, duh, um, which I think you work, what are your hours again? I know you just told me literally last weekend. It's at 7 to 3? 7.30 to 3.30. So okay. pretty much, yeah. So, and then modified summer hours, but right now it's 7.30 to 3.30. So on your 7.30 to 3.30 day, obviously that can be challenging and tough, um, especially even doing the same thing every day, which we'll kind of get to that more later. But just kind of want you to walk us through the mindset that you go into work each day and like just any advice you have for people when you're going to like literally physically walking in the office every day? Because I feel like, I mean, you would know more than me, but it really starts with that. And it starts with like the intention and setting your day um, off in that way. And so just kind of walk us through as you're walking into Southfield, you know, what are you yeah. doing? What are you praying? What's going on through your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am a big, big, big believer in like how you start your day is how your day is going to translate. And so a practice I've really put into place these past nine months, give or take that I've been working, um, has been to really slow down my mornings. Um, and so, yes, I do work at 7 30 AM. So I do get up more or less at five, five 30. Um, I'm not saying to everybody that they need to get up that early. It's just how I, 
find the slowness in my morning is if I can get up and I'm not rushed. Um, and so I think starting your morning off intentional, starting off your morning without your phone, without devices and screens in front of you and just slow down. I try to start my morning like 15 minutes of waking up and just being in my bed and reading a book. Um, it's a good way to wake up my mind, but still be slow. And then, you know, transitioning into silent, prayerful, um, like 10 minutes or so of just sitting literally in this exact spot, sitting with my coffee, staring out the window in front of me and just being like, okay, Lord, like what's in store for today. And, you know, I just think that starting my day with the Lord, starting my day with slowness and peace just completely transforms my mindset going into work because on the mornings that I don't do that. And I, you know, wake up later than five 30, I am rushing to get to work on time, rushing in the door. I just feel chaos all around me and it like transfers throughout my day. And so to be able to start slow, start thankful, start just loving the Lord, it completely transforms my heart and mind for the day. And so, you know, going into work, I even, if I get to work a little early, I want to, I like to sit in my car and either like do some prayer time, do some scripture, um, memorization, reciting time, listen to a worship song, just starting my morning with just being like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this coffee. Thank you for this life. All of those things. It has completely transformed my mindset going into work. That's so good. Something I really like to do too is in my car before I walk into whatever building I'm working in, um, like reading a devotional, reading scripture, starting with worship music, because I think it's important to do that when you wake up and on your drive. But I think there's also something so special about having just a small little quiet moment with the Lord in your car right before you walk into the building. I think it's just can be really impactful for your day. Oh, absolutely. Um, even you and Emily gave me the word before work little devotional that actually sits in my office. And so, especially if I get to work earlier than seven 30 and I walk into my building before seven 30, I like to sit and read that. And it's just like kind of bringing Jesus into the space of like, okay, I'm not just leaving him at home. I'm not just leaving him with my Bible. I am bringing him into my work day and allowing his peace and his love to guide the rest of my work day. Yeah, that I also ended up buying that book this summer for my internship. And I know Emily uses it sometimes too. One of my roommates, our friend, y'all probably know her, but um, it is such a good book. So if y'all, any other resources that you would want pertaining to like being working a Christian, that author, Jordan Rayner, he has a podcast where he basically does the same thing that I wanted to do right now, where he like interviews janitors, CEOs of companies, like every profession you can think of. And here's how, um, or talks to them about how they're using it to glorify God. And so that his stuff is such a good resource. And I love that devotional because we'll get to this more a little later, but it really reframes, reframes your thinking on being like, okay, what? Like, the Lord works like work is a good thing. It's not a sin or a punishment, Um, which yes, part of, you know, the outcome of the fall does make work not always enjoyable. Yes. But um, I think we think as a whole, just work is a punishment and it's not, I don't know if that made sense. That was kind of word jumble. Um, And I'm still like frazzled oh. from our 30 minutes trying to set this up. Um, <laughs> But anyways, I don't know if that made sense, but I think his stuff is a great resource. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, But going along with that, one just like general question, and I think is such an important question to ask, is just how do you overall 
honor God in your work? Like, what does that look like? Because I know you're not just going in and going through the motions. Maybe some days you are. Obviously, we all said, right. but how are you able to intentionally honor the Lord with your work? Yeah. Well, this is such a good thing of talking about, like what you were just talking about for Jordan, like talking about um, janitors to CEOs. I think all of us as followers of Jesus have the calling of honoring the Lord with our life. Um, no matter what that life looks like, no matter what our work looks like, we are called to honor him. That is why we are here is to bring glory to his name and to thank him and to honor him in all that we do. And so a lot of what I think about in my day is like, okay, yeah, I'm not like, you know, in some fancy, fancy, like city with this like big high-end pressure job or whatever, but I'm like, but the Lord has me here and this is a blessing and this is where I get to honor him. And so for me, a lot of it is just that constant kind of reminder of bringing him into my day, bringing him into literally my task in that moment. And so I have um, I always have like little practices of either sticky notes or writing on my hand of just like reminders to bring with me to bring Jesus into that space. Um, I think that we are called to work as if we are working directly for God um, and no matter what we do. And like, it sounds kind of silly because it's like, well, how do you work for God when you're like posting on social media and like, <laughs> you know, editing website things, but it's just like bringing his joy into your daily tasks and giving him the space to work. He will work. So I think it's just opening yourself up to the option and the possibility of glorifying him um, changes everything. Definitely. And you said this to me before the podcast, but we also talked about it in the law, the body image podcast of like you write on your hand a lot of times before you go yeah. work out at the gym and doing that, like I notice a difference. And so that's definitely a practice that I want to take into when I begin working of like sticky notes into work. Like, I feel like those are yeah. things I wouldn't even think about, but probably make a huge difference. No, they really, do. I have one. I'm honestly, I'm blanking on what it says right now. <laughs> it says, see Jesus in everything you do. And I have it stuck to my computer. And so literally if I am staring at my computer, which is about, you know, 80% of my job is staring at my computer, that sticky note is like front and center. And like, even you can see I wrote on my hand and like, I write on my hand most days because it's, again, I'm like, okay, if I'm writing something down, like I'm going to look down and see whatever's on my hand that right then and there and reset my mind to thinking about Jesus. So what's on your hand today? I'm just curious. It says, Jesus is my hope. Oh, very true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on, and I think a lot of people have issues with this, no matter where they're working, because um, this is just part of life. But a lot of times work can get very tedious and also just repetitive and like, boring obviously um because that's life and so how are you able to glorify god and even just find the lord in the mundane like what does a mundane boring week look like for you yeah absolutely well and like that's so true even though this is my first year of working and i i will say that i probably have a more like not always the same day as like some other jobs do a lot of people with the traditional nine to five may literally be at a computer most of their day i do have like good opportunities to be up and about and doing different things so my job isn't very boring but there are definitely i mean in the summer when there's no kids around what am i doing i'm sitting at my computer when it's 
um, getting close to the holidays. Like, again, we are slow, slow, slow moving. And so there are definitely have been days where it's a little boring. Um, I think it's, again, I, I, everything I think about is like kind of resetting your mind, rewiring your mind to focus back on Jesus. And so for this specific thing of like, when my job is tedious, when it is boring is to remind myself what a blessing it is. Um, and I, you know, I really do believe like all the things in my life that are good are blessings from the Lord. Um, yes, they can come and go. I mean, I could lose my job tomorrow. I have no idea. But in this exact moment, this is a good thing in my life. And so I think it's just, again, resetting to remind myself, like, thank you, Lord, for this job. Thank you for this opportunity to see you. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to go and make money or to go and see other people that are different than me and talk to them about you. You know, I think it's just completely showing myself this job is a gift from the Lord. And so let me use it as such. Definitely. That's really, really good. And I wanted to touch on when you said like you work with people different from you, because I think everyone most likely does. And let's say we're going to church, but then you are going to be called to meet people different than you. Um, And so, and obviously that was honestly a silly remark because everyone in church is very different from me anyway. um, (laughs) But I really wanted to touch on that. And this is kind of a more controversial question, maybe a harder question to answer because um, I know that it's not the easiest to do this. But I really, really wanted to ask this because I think it's very important um, because something I've become very passionate about is like, okay, like where we are it's for a purpose. And so we are called to glorify God, like we keep saying. And so part of that is, you know, proclaiming his name, spreading the gospel to people. Um, and you know, these people who are your coworkers, they don't have like a young life or a youth group or a college ministry. That's like sole purpose is to reach out to them. It's just the church in general, which is great, but there's not a specific group that has outreach for them. And so it's you, like you are the group in a sense. And so, you know, how have you been able to kind of plant seeds and spread the gospel at work? Have you been able to? You haven't been there that long. Have you tried? Do you have a plan? Like, what does it look like for you to uh, almost evangelize in the workplace? Yeah. Well, this is something that I am like going to be so upfront about that I am not like natural. It is not a natural gift of mine is to like go out and just share about Jesus. It is something that is very easy for me to do with my friends and for people that I know are like-minded in, in both religion and also beliefs and that Jesus is Lord, obviously more than anything. It's easier to do that for me than it is to go to a stranger and be like, Hey, do you know who Jesus is? Um, And it's something that I'm actively always working on and trying to become more bold in. And I'm always asking for boldness from the Lord and like, you know, feeling from the Holy Spirit of like, okay, show me, just show me how. So this um, is absolutely, you know, relevant in my life and in my workplace. Um, I work at a, I can't even, I'm blanking on the word, but like a non-church school. I, um, it's a, it's an independent school. And so you know, we have all walks of life, uh, both in employees and also in um, students and families and everything. And so it is a fantastic opportunity to talk about Jesus and to show Jesus to others, even if it's not specifically saying his name, but in how you love them. Um, So this sounds silly, but when I started, I was like, I'm going to put 
decor in my room, in my office that like shows that I love Jesus. And so literally I found a mug at Goodwill that says, love God, love people. And it's like sitting on a shelf in my um, office. I found my coworker looking at it once. I was like, that's why I bought that. <laughs> um, and I, w- I have like a little gratitude card that I have pinned up to a bulletin board of mine. And um, I have another bulletin board that says like, work for the work as it though you're working for the Lord. Like I just wanted to, as soon as somebody was able to walk in, even if they knew nothing about me, that they knew that I loved Jesus. I wanted that to be very active and open. Um, even if I didn't say it immediately with my words, I wanted people to know that. And so that was kind of like the step one in like planting the little seeds of like, I'm, I love Jesus, please. Like, I hope, you know, I love Jesus. Um, and it has definitely gotten easier as I've known and gotten to know my coworkers that um, of sharing just how Jesus is working in my life. It is the easiest way to share the gospel is to just talk about your life. Um, it's so easy to do because we love to talk about ourselves anyways um, and just showing how Jesus works. And so it started off as like little tidbit comments of like, oh yeah, well, you know, I love the Lord. And so blah, blah, blah. Or like, oh yeah, at my youth group that I volunteer with, or, you know, whatever it was, um, that was a big part of like kind of planting the seeds into conversations. And so, you know, it was first like the area I was surrounding myself with, and then it became into the conversations. Um, and me and a close coworker of mine, we have had some really good conversations of, both church and religion and loving Jesus and how that looks. Um, And even if we don't agree on everything, I am so grateful that those opportunities have come up. So I think it's just let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let him show you how to plant those seeds because it's going to look different for everybody. And in other workplaces, you know, it may be easier or more difficult. And so it's letting the Lord guide your path and just ask. All you have to do is ask and be like, okay, Lord, show me how in today I can plant some seeds. Show me how today I can show others your love. Um, And so, yeah, that's what I would say. That's really good. And that's so cool and encouraging and incredible and sweet that you got to have that conversation with the coworker because I didn't even know that. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. I um I even very much at the beginning thought like we would not ever we are in very different life stages. Um, being you know like the youngest one at work, being I was not engaged when I started my job. Like I wasn't married. She has kids. Blah blah blah. Like I didn't think that we would have anything in common, but um we've been able to bond over this. So it's been really cool. That's so sweet. Um, And everything you said is so good. And I hope people are like writing it down and going to do it. And I also read something too that I think is really sweet of like you just going out and doing your best at work and people knowing you're a believer, like that's going to mean something because like the average person isn't always just trying their best and serving people. Like if you're just going into work being servant hearted, like the Holy Spirit's going to work and use that because like you always talk about this, like maybe we're talking about Greek life and you're like, well, just living different people in your sorority will notice. And it's the same thing for work. It's no exception. And so it's also, I think, important to check ourselves in the sense of like not constantly complaining at work or being like, I don't want to do this or I'm upset or the boss sucks because it's like you need to also be making sure you're living your life differently when you're going into work each day. Absolutely. And that is a big part of like my morning prayer, like one that I have asked almost every day of my work journey this far has been like, Lord, 
let me love others well and let me be more um servant hearted at work like literally those two things love others well and be less selfish slash servant hearted at work so it makes a big difference definitely also i'm just like poor people listening we've said the word work so many times (laughs) make a tally see what you can do literally like it almost doesn't even sound real but anyways i'm about to say it again um and we've mentioned this a little bit. So like, if you really don't have much to say here, that's okay too. Um, but I just really wanted to touch on the fact of like, a lot of people feel really lost and purposeless when they um, go out of college into their nine to five, or even maybe they're working retail and they're like, why am I doing this right now? Um, you know, they're maybe a sophomore and that's their job. Like my, well, my sister's a freshman, but you get the point. I don't know. I was about to make yeah. her a year older than she is. Um, anyways, how have you been able to find purpose in your work and kind of figure out God's design for you? I know we just mentioned one big part of the purpose is to spread the gospel and plant seeds and glorify God in that way. But are there any other purposes that you've been able to, um, see the Lord give you in his design? Yeah. Well, I kind of have to, and you've touched on this a little bit of how work has always been in God's plan. Work was always something, I mean, God worked at the beginning, creating the heaven and the earth. And then he immediately set Adam to work. Like those two things were the very first things to happen. And so it's just that mindset of we are called to work. We are called and that work can be so many different things, even like stay at home moms, like that is working versus, you know, working at a corporate job or working part-time at a retail. Like there are so many ways of working, but it's something we're called to do. It's how it's built into our society. Um, And so I think re- configuring your mind to think of work as something that God planned and something that God has called us to do, not just as a punishment, not as just like, oh, I have to do this because I need to make money so that I can live. It's not just for that. It is because he calls us to do it. It is an opportunity to be with other people, to see other people and to help them. I think one of the biggest things that we as believers are able to do besides literally like evangelizing and telling people like Jesus Christ is Lord. And like how I think helping them using ourselves as tools to further his kingdom, just by loving others. Well, you can't do that if you're just by yourself all day long and not working. If you're just like laying in bed or, you know, hanging out at home, like you're not doing anything to help others or to love others well. Um, And I think that God calls us to work. And so even if it feels really mundane or really like purposeless, just remember that God can use it. God can use any situation that you are in to find glory and to find love. Definitely. Okay. I forgot that like my Zoom is not going to work. So Oh, it says I'm going to, okay, I'm going to stop recording for a second, but we can keep going. Okay. Um, um, This next question, I was just saying, I was really excited to hear Ali's answer for just because I know I struggle with this a lot. And so I just like to ask people about it since it is a sin struggle that I have. But um, I think that a lot of times it's so easy to find your identity in productivity, like how many things you can check off the list at work or even every day. Like I'm the person that every night before I go to bed, I make an extensive to-do list of every single thing I need to do. And so I just was curious how you're able to kind of fight that temptation. 
Yeah. Well, I'm very much like you, Lauren, um, in that sense. And I mean, you even heard at the beginning, like I technically have three jobs and I'm planning a wedding and I'm like doing other things on top of that. And so I really do enjoy being productive. Um, and this is something that I'm constantly learning myself. Like, don't think I have it all nailed down. I a thousand percent don't, and I probably never will. Um, but yeah, and I think there's a huge temptation in my life to just be productive and like that that is how I am good is if I am productive and if I am busy, I should I should even say like busy versus productive. Like I sometimes will replace productivity with just being busy. And that's even worse um, of just how I, you know, find my worth in. Um, and so a big thing for work for me now, this can't always be the case in my job because there are times that I have to work outside of my, you know, 7.30 to 3.30. But let's just say on a normal, normal day, week basis, I have to really limit myself to my work hours. I think that is the most like practical first step I can take is limit work time to the time that I'm paid for. Um, so that for me is 7.30, And so a lot of that means very basic steps. It means turning off my email notifications on my phone. So like I never get notified on my phone when I have a work email. I have my work email on my phone, but I never will know unless I'm going to check it. And so that has been like a very big help for me practically, because if I don't know that somebody needs something, then I don't, I don't think that like, I need to get it done right away. Um, that has been a big one for me. And again, it's just kind of like that idea of separation. You have to find both your work time and your rest time, which I know we probably will talk about a little bit as well, but you have to find limitations because we're not called to just be busy all the time. We're not called to just get as many things done in your day, no matter what. It really comes down to making sure you have these healthy boundaries with work. Um, it just, it can really consume your mind. And if your mind is consumed with work, you're, you can't be consumed with Jesus. Um, and so it's really just trying to find that separation so that you can find that rest. That's a really good point. I like that you made about if your mind is consumed with work, it's not going to be consumed with Jesus, which is so true. And I think that can apply to so many things, like anything with work and productivity, but any other idols you have in your life, like that is so, so good. Thanks. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, and, and like literally, like you said, apply it to anything, apply it to school, apply it to, you know, sorority life, apply it to social media, just all, all anything. So yeah, absolutely. That's really good. And I wanted you, um, cause you kept saying to talk about it later. Cause I do want to talk about it later to just kind of elaborate because something I've been learning, which I know you've been learning because I started learning about it when you were learning about it, um, <laughs> is just about rest. Um, shout out to the book, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Love it. Awesome so good. Book. So good. Um, <laughs> And so something that I feel like both of us have been learning over the past year is just how rest is such an important factor for us as believers. And so how have you been able to find times to rest? Because it's so hard. Like you're going from five to three and then you probably you want to work out. You want to teach peer bar. You have your other job. Like, you know what I mean? You got to eat dinner. And so how yeah. do you find that time to rest? And what do you specifically do? Because I think a lot of people, their first instinct when it comes to rest is like binge watching a Netflix show. And I don't think that's necessarily the rest that we're necessarily talking about here. And so um, I think that's really something we can't have an episode talking about work and not talk about rest, you know? 
No, absolutely. They go hand in hand. They have to go hand in hand because if you do not rest, your work is going to fail. You will fail because we are built to both work and rest. And I've talked about this at women's conference. And I think it's honestly Emily Groves's mother who says it. So shout out to Miss Kristen, because I'm pretty sure it's her that has said before, um, like our bodies are built for eight hours of sleep. And to think that we can go in our day with less than eight hours and work totally fine is very prideful of us. Um, and that has been like a huge thing of just simply like, Oh, like I used to brag about only getting five hours of sleep. And it's like, why was I bragging about that? That literally was nothing um, beneficial to me. And so I'm a huge advocate for rest now. I'm an advocate for rest in health and fitness um, and taking rest days, but it's also very much a mental rest. And so there's a physical rest and a mental rest, and they go hand in hand. Um, and so I always say that you have to be able to have that physical rest to get into the mindset for the mental rest that only Jesus provides and the peace that Jesus provides. So let me start by saying like, slow down our culture, our mindset, um, our generation. We are very much built to just go, go, go. We are used to getting things at a click of a button. We are used to social media and constant scrolling. Our time, our attention span is like completely shot. There are so many things that like it's already built up against us just as this generation. Um, and a lot of that we can't help, you know, we have to still be members of society in some sense. Um, and so I think for me, it's been about slowing down. A lot of that really just means getting off my phone. Um, I talked about this earlier in like kind of my morning before work, but it applies both to my morning and night that I try to get off my phone um, entirely. I've even gone as far as like to set screen time limits and downtime on my phone to start it. Like, I think it starts at 9 PM and it doesn't turn off until 7 30 AM. And so and I like, I plug my phone in on the floor. So it's away from my bed. I have an actual alarm clock. So I'm not using my phone to, to, to wake me up. Like it's all the things to like limit the amount of time I'm on my phone just in general. Um, but I think slowing down both morning and night has been like my biggest help. And so for me, it's 15 minutes in the morning. I'm just sleep sitting up in bed drinking some water and reading my book. Um, and then it's about the same thing 15 minutes before I go to bed. It's probably a different book at that point, but it's um, just sitting in bed, letting like some really light music play and read a book. And it's just like slowing my mind down, slowing everything down so that I can find good rest. Um, I'm talking a long time. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> I could talk about all of this for so long. Um, but we're called to rest ruthless elimination of hurry is been like the biggest like wake up for me honestly um of like what rest is and why Jesus calls us to it and like talking about the sabbath and talking about all of these things but in terms of work the best way and i think i've already kind of said it but in terms of work the best way i can put it is you have to have good rest to be able to do good work you cannot assume that you're running completely burnt out, completely consumed in yourself and in social media and in the world, and imagine that you're just going to go and do incredible works for the Lord. It's 
again, prideful. We're not built for that. We are built for rest. We are built for living in Jesus's peace. And we cannot find that if we are just going all the time. So um, no, I could listen to you talk about rest for like an hour. Honestly, you probably should have done this podcast on rest, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, that's okay. I love hearing you talk about it because you're so passionate about it and you've seen the fruit of it in your own life and how like slowing down has really benefited you and your relationship with the Lord and greater intimacy with him. And so, um, I would definitely tell everyone listening to like, and I could be a lot better about a lot of these things. Like, I feel like you really go all in and there's some things that I haven't really been able to let go of that probably are hindering me from. Yeah. resting well um but I definitely think everyone listening should read that book or you know just really think about how to rest better and also sorry I'm moving around so much we listeners we didn't really know where to record this so I last minute decided to sit on my living room floor and so now I'm like <laughs> I do not know how to sit on here anyways no, I I have noticed I, I I don't realize how often I talk with my hands but literally like why am I going like this the whole time I'm like literally like sweeping gestures so it's okay we're just a distracting bunch <laughs> that's okay I liked I move my hands a lot too you just can't tell because I'm sitting on my I living room <laughs> um but the last question I wanted to ask um before we kind of start to wrap up and talk about a few favorites um is just a specific question I had for a lot of those who are entering maybe their senior year um college high school whatever someone who's about to go through a lot of changes because you just did and you had to make a lot of decisions say yes to a lot of things say no to a lot of things and so when you're making major decisions, and I know a lot of the decisions you made had to do with, you know, what you were going to do for your career, how did you decide what the Lord's will for you was when you were making these decisions? You know, how did you decide what to say yes to and what to say no to? Um, because people might not fully know your story, but you definitely um, had to discern a few things when deciding what your career was going to be. And I know a lot of people are probably in a similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. And you were there for mine. Um, in real lifetime, um, I basically had two opportunities that came up at the same exact time, one of them being Southfield. And it was, I think, the hardest decision I've ever made. Um, and it was a decision that was very hard, even when I knew the answer. Um, it was hard to say no to the other thing. And so, and like major decisions, I, you know, being 23, I've only made probably like three in my life, um, going to college, this job and saying yes to a marriage proposal. Like, but those are three major things. <laughs> so major things, but you know, I have it. So it's just kind of funny. It's like, yeah, but like we are in the time of our lives where it is like the first major decisions are happening right now. Like those three main decisions happened all in the last four years. And more specifically, my job and my engagement happened within like three months of one another. And so, you know, these major life decisions that were going to change the traje trajectory of how my life was going to go, um, it was a big deal. And for me, you know, this, these were huge decisions in like the city I was going to live in, the type of work I was going to be doing, my hours at work and my benefits. I literally, if I was going to be in a long distance relationship anymore or not, like these were huge life changing things one way or the other. Um, and so when this all came up last April, it really was one of like the first things. And again, shout out to Emily Groves. Like I came into our room cause we were roommates at the time, like freaking out because I was like, I don't know what to do. And she literally stopped me in my tracks and told me go to the Lord. 
And so that's what I did. I sat down and for the next like three or four days, I just sat with the Lord and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I looked for signs of like one way or the other. And I prayed to the Lord to make it abundantly clear where I was supposed to go. And like, I prayed to glorify him and what I did and that, like, I wanted to make the decision that was most glorifying to him or was going to be the place that I could be used the best. Like it was such a cluster of thoughts and just the desperation to honor the Lord and what I did. Um, and the Lord actually taught me many, many things in that couple of days in that, um, long weekend was, you know, about him and about how he can be glorified no matter where I am. Um, it doesn't matter again, if you're working as a janitor, if you're working as like a youth pastor or working as a CEO, it doesn't matter. He can still be glorified. And so it is, constantly inviting him in. Um, I think a lot of the times, you know, we're told to either fend for ourselves or like do what makes you happy or this or that or that. Like our culture tells us a lot of those things. And especially when it comes to major decisions, it's like, no, do what is best for you. And like, for me, this was going to affect multiple people. It was going to affect you know, the job replacement, it was going to affect my fiance, it was going to affect me and my family, like there was a lot of people involved in like, what this is, this decision was going to be. Um, And so just inviting the Lord into that space and praying to him. And even though I will say this, I prayed, like, I was like, Lord, just give me a sign. Give me a sign if I should stay in Baton Rouge or if I should go back to Shreveport. Like, please, like put it on somebody's t-shirt. Like, I don't know. Like I was, I was at- I Rosemary remember Beach. you saying that about yes. right, on someone's t-shirt. No, literally I was by myself in at the beach, literally wandering just and I, I probably could have looked really crazy. I have no idea, but I was just literally sitting on a park bench. I'll never forget. And just like hands- open. And I was like, please, Lord, give me a clear sign. Like, give me abundant assurance that like one way or the other, like I need to know where I need to go. And I never got it. I never got that like mind, uh, like huge red sign flashing in front of me of like, this is where you need to go. Um, And that honestly taught me so much about how it doesn't matter where your workplace is you can still glorify the Lord. Um, and so that, and that he will still be with me and he will work no matter where I am. He will work in me because he lives in me and I am his child. And so it's just setting your mindset on Jesus. Look to him, look to his word, pray to him. He will give you peace because that's what he gave me. I didn't get a big red flashing sign of like, this is the city. Congrats. This is where you're going. But I got peace. I have absolute peace and assurance of where I am today is exactly where the Lord knew I was going to be and that I can find love and joy in here with him. I think that is so reassuring to a lot of people because like all of us are honestly looking for a big red sign or a big t-shirt. Um and like the Lord doesn't always do that and that's okay. But I think a lot of people are expecting him to. Um, but it's like, look, it's totally okay because he didn't for you. And like, he still granted you that gift of peace and you know, you're where you're supposed to end up. And so I think that story is really important for people to hear. Yeah, it was a really, it was a really good life lesson. That is for sure. <laughs> Definitely. 
Um, so just as we wrap up, um, obviously you can go ahead and say if there's anything we haven't talked about and you want to mention, feel free to talk about it. Um, but as we continue in wrapping up, um, could you just pray for all of those listening? But um, specifically in this episode, just, you know, those who are maybe struggling at work and struggling with, you know, how to find purpose in it, how to even get themselves up in the morning to go. And also just those who are maybe struggling with what this next step of work looks like. Could you just pray for all of them? But I mean, also, if you had anything you wanted to add, um, totally feel yeah, free because I didn't realize how long we've been talking. I was like, goodness, but we could talk for like forever. We could talk so long. It. I know we could. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to pray. Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you just so much for being in this space with us, Lord. I just pray that this episode helps those at work or getting ready to enter the workforce, workforce Lord. Jesus, just be with them. Give them the peace that you're with them throughout their days in the most mundane or the most stressful or the most exciting, Lord, both at work and in their lives. Please just let them know that you're with them and that you love them. God, for those that are already at work, I pray that you give them hearts of love, hearts of servant, and hearts that are grateful. Lord, because you are working in us always, and we can work for you, and we can work well. So Lord, I pray that you give them strength. I pray that you give them resilience. I pray that you give them love in their workplaces, Lord. For those about to enter into the workforce or just even a big life change, Lord, give them peace. Give them assurance that you are not going to leave them. Give them peace that on this earth, it doesn't matter what they do, but as long as they turn to you, everything will work out, Lord, just as you have intended it to. Lord, you are with us and we are so grateful for that constant reminder. I just pray that this stays on their hearts, Lord, and that you just constantly work in us. And God, thank you for Lauren. Thank you for this podcast and thank you for this opportunity. We love you and it's in your great and heavenly name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. How much time do you have? Um, I thought like five minutes. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So something we do, if y'all are new to this podcast, um, is for certain guests at the end of each episode, we do kind of like a favorites um yes. little segment, speed round. Um, and I kind of talked about this on the Emily Reynolds podcast of like the heart behind that and why, just so people don't think I'm trying to push materialism after I talk about not being materialistic. It's more of like <laughs> A fun little also outreach um, way to get people interested, but then they have to wait the whole episode to listen. Um, and it's also just fun to be a girl and talk. It is. But just really quick speed round. I wanted to make this fun, but I I just, I wanted to make it work-based, but then I was like, I just want to know all of Allie's favorites. So whatever. Um, but first, what is your favorite outfit that you wear to work? And like, where do you shop when you're going to work? Yeah. Or going to a- find work clothes. Okay, so my like go-to answer is Zara. Zara is great for basic pants. Like pants have been my biggest. I wear I well, I wear both dresses and pants a lot to work, but I um have found that Zara is my best for like pants. Um, like I have had trouble with finding that I'm pretty short. And so like finding pants that like are just long enough and all of that. So Zara has been a like top favorite of mine. Um, but I also have some like local boutiques that are a little bit fancier that I go to their sales racks and I get their dresses from, cause I want to feel like a fancy person, but I don't want to pay the fancy person price. And so I, um, that's, that has been like my life hack in terms of like working at a private school and being with all the fancy parents. So I'm like, 
there we go. That's where I'll go and shop. And so, no, but really Zara is like my favorite. Um, they've got some pretty good deals on there as well. And, um, pretty affordable, especially for being young. Um, that has been like my most favorite. Okay. Love. That's what I thought the answer would be, but I loved it. (laughs) Um, and then, okay. Just in general for beauty, what is your favorite like makeup product? So, cause you you wear makeup to work. Um, but then also just hair and skin, like right now, like, what are you loving? Yes, this is a good question because I um, am on a skin journey heading towards a wedding um, and trying to finally get rid of some acne. So um, it's very medical based, but um, the, oh gosh, there's a sunscreen that is not the super goop. Sadly, my answers have to have changed since the last time I was on this podcast and I talked about super goop because it was um, breaking me out. It's so, it's like Etta something at a not at a may that doesn't sound right i think it's like LTMD. yes that sounds right i, I need know. to buy that because i think super group's breaking me out too so yeah so this one is like for acne prone skin and it's it's a tinted or not tinted it's the same thing it's like kind of glowy um and so that i think it's l to md um i could be so wrong but that sounds right and so I always use that. Like that's a really good skincare and also just sunscreen and everything. Um, I really like rare beauty blush. I've gotten down to like, when I first started working, I was using like 10 different products every morning. And I was like, okay, I'm like wasting my products. Cause I'm doing, I have to go to work five times a week. Um, and so I've like really narrowed it down to like three products. And so I love rare beauty blush. I feel like it just like brings some life back into my face. Um, so I would say that. And then I don't remember what else you said. Skincare and makeup. Um, hair. Hair. Oh gosh. My hair, y'all, like this is like a week old. Like nothing is happening to my hair. Um, Again, though, in that same like mindset of like, I don't want to use heat on my hair because I'm the same thing as like my makeup. Like I was like, I am going to kill my hair if I use heat on it every day. So like heatless curl things is always like a fun thing to do. Like the, um, the one that goes over your head and you can wrap your hair around that has been fun when I, um, actually do it. So <laughs> I really want to get one of those. So this, they're fun. Amazon. Me. I know they're good stuff. Um, and then what do you eat for breakfast before work? And then what is your go-to like lunch? <laughs> okay. So I have gotten into this habit of protein pancakes in the morning, which I'm not really sure how I'm having time to flip and like make, I I mean, it's a normal size, like little pancake, but it makes like 12 of them. Um, but I've been loving it because it's really high protein and it keeps me full. It's like one egg, a fourth, a couple eggs, egg whites, Greek yogurt, like just a little normal bowl of it. And then a fourth of a cup of um, pancake mix. I'm just using Kodiak, but that's just what I have. Mix it all up and it makes pancake batter. So that's what I eat every single morning before work. Um, again, wow. I'm not sure how I'm having time to like get the griddle out, make them every morning, but I am, I have like committed my time. Essentially. I like, I look at my clock and I'm like, okay, as long as I am done with everything at 7am, I can go make my pancakes. So, <laughs> um, that has been what I usually eat for breakfast. And then I make, I'm such a creature of habit. I make the same lunch every day as well. Um, I meal prep, a little like kind of Mexican salad. So I do turkey meat with um, siete, Mexican seasoning, taco seasoning, um, all in a pan. And then I do a salad with shredded lettuce, black beans, chickpeas, corn, and then avocado on top. Um, mix all that together and it makes a really yummy salad every day. And again, 
keeps me full. It keeps my energy up. So it's a good one. Well, it sounds delicious. Um, just the last one I want to ask you, because I know you and I are both huge readers and it's kind of cool to read again these days. So I'm loving that for us. (laughs) Um, but what is your favorite book right now or what book are you reading? Okay. Well, I'm reading, so I have my morning book and I have my evening book. My morning book is more for like my mind and getting my mindset ready for the rest of the day. And so right now I'm reading, I, I have one that I'm reading and then I'm starting the second one. It's Practicing the Way, also by John Mark Comer. It's been pretty good so far. Um, I am taking my time reading it because I sped through Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which is really ironic. But, and then <laughs> the second, I'm about to start reading um, The Meaning of Marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's called. By Timothy Keller. Whatever that one is, I was gifted it um, at church. And so Ethan and I are about to start reading that together. But I needed to finish practicing the way first. And then at night, I'm rereading Harry Potter right now. So that's my that's my fun evening book. Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. Um, I know it will be a blessing to a lot of people listening. And you just have such an eloquent way of speaking. The Lord has gifted you. So thank you so much for being on here. I love being on here. It's so fun. Thanks for having me, Lolo. I love it. Of course. And thanks everyone for listening and maybe watching. Who knows if this will get watched. And I'm so sorry for this background. But I love you all. And I hope that you all have a great week. And I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.